Steve here from Crossover and Clap Boards. Here we are now. This is our playoff preview episode. We're going to give you a breakdown of every single series of the playoffs. Enjoy. Hey, registration is open for the 15th annual Adult Provincial Basketball Tournament. Come on down during May 14th and 15th to the best basketball tournament in Red Deer. We have multiple men's divisions and a women's division, round-robin format with a guaranteed three games, $600 per team. Whether you're an old head that's looking for a good time or a competitive hooper that'll dominate the tournament, come through for a fun weekend. For more information and to register for the Adult Provincial Basketball Tournament, go to ProvincialTournament.com. Again, that is ProvincialTournament.com. Crossover and clapboards, back like we never left. Nathan, say something to the people. Hey, yo, it's playoff time. Yes. Let's go. Yes. My favorite, you know, some people's favorite time of the year, their favorite holiday is like Christmas or Thanksgiving or Canada Day or July 4th. Some people's are like St. Patrick's Day, you know, but yeah, mine, yeah. mine is like first weekend of the NBA playoffs. This is to me, this is like almost as good as March Madness, you know, mm, almost is right. Almost. Yeah. Like almost like <laughs> I really like what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Like week of March Madness? Is it the opening weekend? Is it the yeah. Sweet 16 to Elite Eight? Or is it the Final Four? It's the opening weekend. It has to be the opening weekend. Really? The Final Four, you've been spoiled by all these basketball games, and then you have to wait a day? Like, man, I'm just getting in the groove of having my four days planned of watching basketball, and I only get three games? Not as good. Sweet 16, there's not enough jump around. The first day is the best. First weekend. See, I... I the, to me, when I was in school, like high school, college, I love the first weekend because basically like uh, I wouldn't say I skipped school. But what I would say is I would make sure I would watch all the games. <laughs> but um, but no, like now I love the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games because really you get like for the most part, you get high caliber games. You get the names, you get the teams that you want to see. And there's like a real chance that they go home. Like, you know, you get upsets in the first round, obviously, but nothing like a good sweet 16 upset and Gonzaga just going home and Adam Morrison crying somewhere in Washington over it. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I can see how that would be fresh. That would be great to watch. I just like, I like the flipping back and forth. I like, I enjoyed when the score had March madness, which is a Canadian television network that no longer exists. And Tim McAuliffe used to like keep you on your toes of which game to watch. You wouldn't waste your time. And you could watch one channel and he took you, to all the games. And he knew that people wanted to watch the big names, but he also knew when a good game was good, he wasn't going to. And then he would switch it during commercials. He would yeah. send you back to watch something because you were going to do it anyways. He did it for you. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And then the game was over and there was not a lull. He just played the commercials then. Like he knew how to take care of you. And that was the greatest March Madness watching experience at home I ever had. Yeah, that's One perfect. channel all day. That's nice to be taken care of and, and we're going to take care of our listeners here today with uh with a playoff preview let's do it let's let's go for it uh let's start you want to start with the west or the east 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 my man okay yeah. east let's start let's start with your team here you you would uh pick the heat to to, to win the finals or make it to the finals to uh, i think i said to make it to the final i think i said win too yeah i probably said win. you said win against the warriors i think if i'm if memory yeah, starts correctly right I, I can easily look this up by flipping back a few pages but uh why 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 be correct <laughs> inaccuracy is more fun yeah. <laughs> so we have the number one seed heat going up against uh the surging hawks yeah uh, the surging is right 
Yeah, and and really, this is a, a, a my team versus your team sort of scenario for for us personally here. You love the the Heat. I love I love Trey Young. I, I mean, I kind of like the Hawks, but I, I love Trey Young. Where do you see the series going? And then you know, obviously, we're going to get predictions here too. But uh, how, how do you feel about your Heat and how they're going to fare against the Hawks? Um, I think it'd be if they can win in three games, it'll be done in three. <laughs> but I guess they got to play four in the first round now. So, so you think yeah, it's gonna be a sweep? Yeah, I don't. I mean, Trey Young's great. He's great, and he definitely carried his team to beat Cleveland. And I told you about Jared Allen too. We talked about the playing games. He was gonna come back for that game. Yeah. So I don't. I hate to say I'm right, but no, I don't. I'm happy to say I'm right. <laughs> um, but but like. This is going to be team basketball versus Trey Young. And like the team that's done it the best all year for team basketball. So even watching a lot of uh, coaching clinics and things like that, so many people are trying to emulate what the Heat do on offense. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Trey Young can't do it by himself. He was able to get a, he's had a puncher's chance against Cleveland and got into the eight seed, but it's, yeah. this is a four game sweep. Interesting. Okay. Are you putting that down? Oh yeah. I wrote it down. Heat sweep. Nathan, that's what yeah, I have there. How many how many games do the Hawks steal from the Heat in your mind? Three. I know you're not gonna say sweep. Oh no, the the Hawks are still in three, and I really think Game Seven is gonna be uh, <laughs> a push and pull scenario where it's gonna be back and forth. I think it's gonna be close. I, like I have the Heat winning in seven games, uh, and the reason why is because I really don't think. First off, let, let's get this out of the way. Hawks stink on defense. Yeah. It, it, that, like, I obviously watched that game uh, yesterday against the Cavs. I mean, Laurie Markkinen went off. <laughs> you know, that was in the first Ooh. half. <laughs> I think he had, like, 17 or 20 points in the first half. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, uh, they're going to be sent home because of Laurie. Uh, that would have been rough. But, uh, you know, Nate McMillan and, 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 the, and the Hawks got it together uh, in the second half. Uh, Trey Young can't guard a coat rack. I mean, call it like it is. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I really think if the game is close, like we saw yesterday and like we saw in last year's playoffs, if, if the game is close, Trey Young's going to spam you to death in the pick and roll. And he's going to, he's going to be masterful in it. And it's going to be difficult to stop, you know? Um, and I think the Heat are going to have some issues with that. And even if, uh, I know Capella got hurt yesterday, so I'm not sure if his status for the, the series and John Collins didn't play in the play in games at all. So I don't know how that's going <laughs> to transpire. But uh, if they if they get one of those guys back, uh, I, I, I might have even taken the, the Hawks. I, I, I think for whatever reason, the Hawks just aren't a good regular season team, this band of Hawks. But I think when it comes to these like uh, elimination scenarios and, and the playoffs, obviously, I, I think they just go to a different level because they know they got the guy. They're going to have the best guy on the court in Trey Young in the series. Uh- I think you got some great honeymoon eyes right now. Like, you know, <laughs> you still remember the Hawks from last year going on the run. You don't want to bet against them. They just snuck into the playoffs this year. Very fortunate for them. Um, weren't, didn't they win in Charlotte too? Weren't they the 10 seed? Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the 10 seed playing the first seed in the first round. This is the NBA playoffs. Steve. This is not the March Madness. And this is going to be a sweep. And it's great that they're going to turn Trey Young upside down and use his hair to sweep the floor. That's how much the sweep's going to be done. <laughs> you know what? I'm changing my pick. Hawks and seven. I just, I just, All right. this is I'm, ridiculous. I'm writing it down. I'm scratching out the heat. Hawks and seven. I just, I just think they got it. I just think they got That's it. Nice. No, I think 
Yeah, I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm taking all. I'm telling. I'm just holding on to this fact that I really think Trey Young and the pick and roll is going to give the Heat some issues. And down the stretch, I'm wondering how the Heat are going to score in the half court, right? Like Jimmy's 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 a great player. I don't know if I want to give him the ball to initiate the offense every single time in the last four minutes. And same thing with Bam. And then I don't want to do that with Tyler Hero. I mean, maybe Lowry steps up, right? So they're going to have to like pick and choose and, and sort of, you know, hopefully they get the right combination of things down the stretch in these games. And if anybody, if any coach can do that, it can be Coach Spo. So I'm not, I'm not down that, but I, I'm not down my man Trey Young. Okay. Well, you just explained how the Heat have four weapons to one in that last conversation, talking about like, we don't know who's going to go to. Yeah, neither do the Hawks, because that's why the Heat are so much more, have so much more going for them. But you know what? It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. I'm happy with you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go to the next match. You, you, you're not wrong. <laughs> Let's go to the next matchup. Uh, Raptors versus Sixers. Uh, Sixers are the four seed, I believe. So, yeah. So yeah. Raptors versus Sixers. We got a lot of Raptors fans that, that listen to this. If you listen to the episode that we had Steph on and he was talking about what team he wanted to see his his Raptors play in the playoffs, he said it would be the Sixers. Yeah. So do you think the Raptors want to see this team? Do you think the Raptors can beat them? I think the Raptors can beat them. Mm. I'm hoping they will because I've been trashing the Sixers for, for you know, the last three years. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping the Raptors actually do pull this off, but I'm saying in six. Raptors in six. Raptors in six. Yeah. Wow. How much did it hurt you that to have to say, like, MB's a top 10 player when we did our, our, our rankings? Did I put him in there? You did at number 10. <laughs> <laughs> Because you have to give him respect, right? Like he's played great this the he's regular played season. great this year. He's been he, he, in it all year. Yeah, it hurt me a lot. So can I ask a question though? Yeah. Who's gonna get hurt first? Harden or Embiid in this series? Oh, Harden. <laughs> Harden. Probably Harden's were probably gonna be like, I'm hurt right now, game one, right? That's that's later today. Um yeah, you know, you know what it is with the Sixers, you know, like we've had a podcast long enough that we've had a full season and we've had our opinions and predictions out there. I was, I was on the, I was on the train of like after or in the off season, I was like, Hey, trade Ben Simmons for, uh, uh, for CJ McCollum and, 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 and Robert Covington or whatever, right? Like trade them for pieces that can fit around and bead. And obviously they waited and got, and it got hardened. Um, I just don't believe in Harden. I don't and, either. And, you know, it's, it's one thing if they had Harden from like three, four years ago, you know, that that's 17, 18, um, 19, 2019 guy with the Rockets. Like, yeah, that's, that, that would be a problem. But I think he's lost a step. Uh, I, I think he's maybe a step and a half or two. Right. Um, and I, I think his focus just hasn't been the same in regards to like, oh, I'm going to come out and, and, and put up an easy 30. Right. And he doesn't have the same freedoms that he has on offense that he had with the Rockets either because, like, he's not the best player on the team. So, yeah, I mean, you got the Raptors in six. I got the Raptors in seven. And and really it has to do with, like, the Raptors' defense. Like, I think they're going to – I think Nick Nurse is going to outcoach the hell out of Doc Rivers. Well, it's not a big it's not a big jump. <laughs> Be that as it may, I think that's what's going to happen. And I think defensively he's going to he's gonna throw the kitchen sink at, at guys, at, at MB specifically. And he's going to be able to, I think, match up one-on-one with Harden for the most part. 
And then, you know, Matisse Thibault, who's unvaxxed, he's going to be missing any of the, of the games in Toronto as it stands right now. Um, and the Sixers can't, can't afford just to have meaningful guys, like top eight guys in their rotation, just not play, like, willingly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's not a bad pick. If Doc Rivers is famous for anything, it's being up 3-1 and losing. So picking game seven does make sense to me. Um, I just can't – like, Embiid's going to lose to the Raptors. He's having – he still has PTSD with the Kawhi's three in his face, mm. um, not rotating his feet well enough. And then you got – and then I think they gave too much away for Harden. Like, Curry and Drummond have been great for Brooklyn. Like, never mind Ben Simmons is the gone, but yeah. Curry and Drummond have been huge for Brooklyn. And and uh, now you got Harden, Maxi, and then you lost Highball for all the home games for the Raptors. Yeah, you're in trouble. Like like so. let, like let me ask you right, and these are like quick hitters here. Let me ask you if uh, instead of Harden, if the um, if the Sixers had Seth Curry and they had CJ McCollum right now, yeah, like do you 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 think they would have a better chance? In the, yeah, in, I think they would the have Raptors? a better chance. I don't yeah. think they'd be the four seed. I think they'd be higher up. Yeah. If if they had uh say uh Malcolm Brogdon and uh uh I don't know like Karis Levert instead of instead of Simmons or, or instead I'm sorry instead of Harden like do you think yeah. that better's their chance in this series against the Raptors? I do because they got two guys that can play defense. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? So I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm and I'm I agree with you on, on both counts, right? And I just kind of threw those off the top of my head, right? About guys they were rumored to get uh at the beginning of the season. So yeah, I don't know. I just think I, I think they made a move and they just missed, you know. Yeah, and that's okay. We'll watch them get swept in the first round and time to fire Doc. Would you so so say they so say they lose like say one of our predictions come through and they lose to the Raptors in a six or seven? Do they um, uh, do they re-sign Harden and give them all that money in the offseason? They have to. That's what, I think what, they have to after would, making that trade. Yeah. I think I think Maury ha- does, but would I? No. <laughs> okay. Well, would you anyone else give him max money? <laughs> Doubtful. You know the Kings are sitting there. You know the Knicks are there, right? <laughs> like one of those teams would go. I don't know if the Knicks would take. I don't know if the Knicks would do it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if they do it. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. They saw him across the across the pond there. Okay, <laughs> we'll move on to the next series. Uh, one of your your three favorite teams. Do, do you have three favorite teams in the league? Do you have the Celtics, the Nuggets, and the Lakers, or just is it just the Nuggets? What's your what's going I on? I love the Celtics, but I can't vote against Brad Stevens here. Come on. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to the Celtics and the the Nets here. Uh, Celtics number two seed Celtics. Yeah, that's that's impressive, man. Bad luck here getting the Nets in the first round. Yeah, I was really looking forward to Milwaukee and Brooklyn beating each other up. Mm-hmm. I did not want my Celtics to get them right away. Yeah, can can Tatum deliver? And I think Rob Williams is out now too. Yeah, which doesn't help. Um, I'm going to pick the Celtics in seven mm. because I have to. <laughs> but like, I really want that Nets Buck series next round. He's we deserve it as basketball fans. Yeah. Yeah. And Giannis wants it too. Yes. I he think needs, he needs his redemption. Yeah. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but Giannis, well, Giannis beat them last year. What do you mean he needs his redemption? Oh, that's right. That's right. Then Durant yeah. wants it too. 
yeah. Durant wants it too. And I think just us as fans, right? Like we we want to see those rivalries, and that would be a natural one, right? Like Katie's in the East, and and has been stopped by uh, Giannis here, his first year playing with the Nets. It would be great if we saw them kind of go back and forth again in the second round. Um, but not getting too far ahead, right? I, I got the Nets in six. Um, I, just, I think they, yeah, I think they got the better duo. I really, I, you know, what's crazy is I went from like, oh yeah, this is a, a talented Celtics team to like thinking that, oh, actually, uh, Ime Udoko has done a good job coaching. Um, Jason Tatum's, yeah, Jason Tatum's taking a step. Uh, you know, they have, they have a lot of versatility, uh, with their bigs, like when Robert Williams is there, um, Marcus Smart, when, when they traded away Josh Richardson and Schroeder, it's like they took off from there. And Marcus Smart was able to play a more pivotal role and a role he's more comfortable in. And then it's sometimes just like addition by subtraction. Mm-hmm. And those guys just didn't work there. So uh, I hate I hate to pick against the Celtics because it's like, man, I would love to see them go against the Hawks or go against even the Raptors, right? Like, or or the Sixers. I against the Raptors. I, I really think this is kind of like the worst matchup for them. <laughs> in the, yeah. You know, besides like the, the Bucks, like this would be the worst first round matchup for them, I think. Yeah, I agree. And actually, they have the tiebreaker against the Bucks because they have the same record. So yeah. you could argue that it would have been a better matchup would be the Bucks than the Nets. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I just know that I would love to see I would have loved to see them in the second round against the Bucks. And if that's yeah. what happens, that's cool. Um, but yeah, no, I got I got the Nets in six. KD. Uh, um, yeah, KD's really good, obviously. Uh, Kyrie is can play every game now. That's helpful. Yeah, well, it's, 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 I love the uh, couple things that Kyrie said that I have to share. Um, or someone was saying how rested he looks. I'm like, dude hasn't played all year. Of course he's rested. He's, he's doing great. Another thing that Kyrie said, I think we need to squash the beef about me leaving Boston. I hope they can put on a highlight video for me. I'm like, what's the highlight video? You sitting out? You doing sitting on the bench? You not showing up to games? What highlight video do you want? This is what Kyrie right, said. Man. He said he wanted the Celtics to play a highlight video. Yeah, they should be playing like a highlight video when he comes back to your town and just like squash his beef. He was there two years. (laughs) Listen, listen, Boston's going fans are going to be relentless to Kyrie. It's going to be a blast. Oh my God. I'm going to enjoy this. Oh, dog. Anyone deserves to be booed through a series, it's Kyrie Irving. If you know, you know what? The Celtics may play a highlight video for of Kyrie, but it's going to be. Uh, when he got cooked in the playoffs playing for them against the, the against the Bucks, when Giannis yeah. was taking him to the rack, it's going to be when he walked around Boston with Sage and he walked yeah. around the court with that. It's going to be when he stomped on the leprechaun uh, as a as a Nets player. You know, like, dog, read the room. <laughs> they don't like you. It's fine. That dude, that dude does not know how to read any room he's in ever. <laughs> read the room, man. Like, yeah, like if he went, he's I don't know. Least- and, and I don't know what they did when he went back uh, to the Cavs, right? But, like, he, he won a title there. He hit the biggest shot in NBA history there to win the title yeah. in game. Like, yeah, highlight video there, for sure. Yeah. Celtics, you were there two years. Y'all never made out the first round with you as an active player. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. He's the least self-aware athlete I think the NBA has to offer. All right. Exciting as hell, though. I mean, Exciting he's as got hell. The, one of the best handles anyone's ever seen. Do you think Kyrie is uh no uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you finished that sentence. <laughs> we'll move on. 
<laughs> it's not worth it. Okay. All right, Bucks Bulls. <laughs> this is this is so sad because the Bulls have had a great season. Yeah. They yeah. put together a great run at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Rosen Levine and Vooch were working. Billy Donovan's a great coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I'm excited. I was happy for the Bulls and what they were able to accomplish. But being a Lakers fan growing up, I'm gonna say Bucks and Four. <laughs> <laughs> you want to yeah. about first worst matchup they could have asked for? This is the Bulls right now. We worked so hard to get the six seed, and now we got to play the Bucks. Like punch me in the face. And it, and it's crazy because they just have so many things they had to overcome. Over, I mean, a lot of teams get hurt and get and have injuries or whatever, right? But yeah. they they at the beginning of the year or to the halfway point of the year, they beat the expectations. They were the number one seed for quite some time, right? The Rosen, yeah. everybody's starting to recognize him and give him his flowers. Lonzo improved as a player. Caruso showed he just wasn't a guy that could play like that in LA. Yeah. Um, Levine kind of proved like he just wasn't a, a, a empty stats on a bad team guy. And then like Lonzo's out. Uh, Patrick Williams was hurt this year. He, he's finally coming back. Um, and they Lonzo's do up for the whole series now too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those things like, like I really feel bad. I really feel bad for like the Bulls, the Celtics, and then the Cavs. Like, cause they all, I feel like had phenomenal regular seasons and they all yeah. beat expectations yeah. um, and overcame a lot. And I really feel like obviously the Cavs lost uh, yesterday. Um, and you know, I like I, as much as I like Trey Young, I was kind of like, man, I wouldn't mind seeing the Cavs in the playoffs because, like, they, they earned it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's, it's and, and they had such bad luck. Not, and I, I'll, I'll give my pick for this in a second, right? But like, the Cavs have such bad luck, like, they have uh, they go into the regular season, they're having a great season. Colin Sexton gets hurt, Ricky Rubio gets hurt, Lori right. Markin and loses time. Um, Darius Garland was out for a little bit, obviously, Jared Allen was out, right? And and they, they like, you can only sustain so many injuries before, like, it starts taking a toll. They finish with the eighth seed. They get to face KD and Kyrie in the playing game. It's like, you know, you know and, and they face to me, like, two underachieving teams in the play-in and, and Brooklyn and Atlanta that had no business being in the play-in. Both these teams should be top six in, in, the, in, the, in the East. And Brooklyn should be. Yeah, sure, right? But, like, then they go up against Trey Young, and it's just kind of like dog. Like it's it it sucks for them. But uh, to, to get back to the Bulls, yeah, the Bulls. I got the I got them losing a five to the Bucks. I think they'll get a win. Yeah, maybe. I hope so for their yeah. sake. Yeah. I just think, and knowing DeRozan for years as watching the Toronto Raptors, yeah, he's not going to show up to the playoffs. That's what he does best is not show up. So you don't so. think he's because you th- you think he's improved as a player, right? I think he's been able to get the freedom to do whatever he wants and has had some success during that. But in the seven game series, he doing it with DeRozan doing whatever he wants has never worked out for him in the past. Hmm. No, I don't agree. I, I don't, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to lay an egg like he did quite a few times in, in Toronto. <laughs> like <laughs> quite people, a few times. Yeah. Like people forget, man, him and Lowry, they had struggles you know, before Kawhi was there in the playoffs, man, and they would get into the playoffs and they kind of see ghosts sometimes. Um, but I think he's improved as a player. And also I think he just had the experience of being like, I don't know, like, okay, this is who I am. Right. And like, hopefully that's going to be enough to maybe get, get a game or two. Right. But maybe 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't think. I think when DeRozan was with Toronto, everybody looked at him as like he was the franchise guy. He was going to be the guy that leads into the finals, and I think he's a little underqualified for that. But I think he's a really good player, deadly in the mid range, you know, and he's embraced it. So yeah, we both basically have the Bucks winning pretty easily. Pretty easily. Yeah. 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 Waiting Sorry. for the end of the series, the next one to be. If uh, let me ask you something real quick before we before we move on. If the if the Bulls lose, like say they lose in four or five games, right? Like say they lose in five games, is this a successful season for them? That's a great question. Like they have to try to rewind it and do it again. But the team is not may not ever be a one or two seed. I could see them being a two, three seed next year and getting knocked out again in the first round. Unfortunately. They might be one of those like good regular season teams, but not playoff built roster. Yeah. But I, I like never underestimate Donovan. I think he's a good coach. Yeah. He's done some good things in the past. So I got some respect and love for him. Fair enough. Classic right. Gators. Yeah, classic Gators. I also have that question for a different team, uh, but we'll we'll get to them here because we're going to move on to the Western Conference, uh, the playoffs here. Uh, I want to talk about first, let's get the Suns and Pelicans matchup out of the way. <laughs> you can say whatever you want about it. I could care less. I will not watch a single second of a game. No. I don't care if it goes to five, second. six, or seven. I ain't watching any of that. That's so boring basketball. Clippers, Suns would have been fun. Paul George back, but you know, Paul George, the Clippers curse, man. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. I'm, 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 yeah. Uh, again, I mean, I guess I would say I'm sad for the Clippers too, but uh, not, I'm not that sad. <laughs> so the teams I mentioned, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know what? Chris Paul is just going to torture CJ McCollum in this series. He's, he's going to get him on switches. He's going to body him. He's going to be physical with him defensively. And uh, I think it's going to be a real tough time. But, uh, I mean, shout out to the Pelicans. I mean, I think this is – I think this has been a successful season for them. They started 1-12 and to be – to you know, at the beginning of the season. And they came back, ended up making the playoffs. And, you know, um, with Zion playing zero games, you know, I mean, uh, good for them. They're going to get swept. But – you know, good for them. Though. I, I think I think they, they did a lot here and hopefully we can get Zion coming back next year. Let me ask you something about Zion, because I know you don't yeah, want to talk about. Yeah, I'm trading him. Yeah, I'm going to trade him. So you would I'm trade him now. Yeah. Highest value is before anyone else gets to see him on the court. Let's trade him. Let's trade him. If the Pelicans are making the playoffs without Zion. Mm. Then let's get rid of him and and uh, see if we can improve our roster with CJ Ingram. Yep. Gone. You're not going to get more value than you are right now for him. Yeah. If he I mean, goes on the court, mm. he's going to depreciate like a brand new Lexus. <laughs> Actually, more, Mercedes. We'll say Mercedes. Whatever. We're, we're more than happy to have a Lexus or a Mercedes sponsorship. So <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind either one. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, so so you, don't, you don't think Zion's going to be like, you know, before he was hurt, like last season, he was yeah. very good. Very good. Let's trade him now while people think he's still that good. Gotcha. Okay. So you got Suns in, in two. Yeah, like Suns in two and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I ain't right. watching any of it. I ain't watching one second of that series. <laughs> I'll watch at least game one. Okay. I'll, I'll watch the. I'll, I'll watch game one for sure, and then I want to see game three when the Pelicans are down 0-2 and then how they're going to respond, right, if they actually fight. 
Yeah, you know the answer to that. Halfway <laughs> okay. through that game, will be over. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll move on here to the uh, the Mavs and the Jazz. Uh, Luca's going to be out for sure, game one. They said, but we don't really yeah. have a timetable for if he's going to come back in the series. So, what, what's your prediction? Dude's hurt. Why'd you play him in the eighty-second game of the season? Seeding. That that was their answer. That was kid's answer. Was seeding. I guess they would have had the Warriors. <laughs> no, no, they would have been fine. They would have been fine either way, right? Like, like if the nothing, Warriors nothing changed. No, like if the Warriors had lost and the Mavericks had won, uh, they own the tiebreaker. So the Mavericks would have been the three seed, and then they would have played the Nuggets instead of the Jazz. Yeah. Um, in my eyes, I'd rather play the Jazz. I think so too. And on top of that, I'd rather. I think we can beat either team with Luca. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Listen, I got, I got Luca. I got, I got shooters. I got a couple uh, secondary facilitators. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Either, either one. I, I would be more so like, I don't want to play the Suns in the second round if I were them. So maybe, but like, you don't want to look ahead too far because you still got to take care of business in the first round. Yeah, and like Utah, what was it? I was looking on the Bill Simmons was saying Utah is the team that thinks they should be there but shouldn't be there. They have the most false sense of hope of how good they actually are. Man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, I think they're a solid team. They've proven over the last year or two that they're like, they're good, but they're not scary good. They're not no. great. And they're flawed. They're <laughs> flawed. That's, that's what it comes down to is they're flawed. Yeah. And losing Ingles is another, like, that was a guy yeah. that helps spread the floor. I know yeah. he was hurt when they traded him to Portland. Yeah. But, um, Losing Ingles was not helpful. And just, I don't know if it took away some team chemistry too from guys that have been there for a long time. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it sucked when they lost them. And uh, I mean, I have, I have, I actually have the Jazz in seven, one of the series. Wow. I'm, I'm worried that Luca might not come back until, like, if Luca misses a week and he misses two to three games. I mean, at that point, I'm counting on them to win four straight games, in my opinion, or three straight at some point. I think that's yeah, going to be really fair. difficult, you know? Uh, if if, if Luca was playing in this series, I'd have – I said it on the last podcast, I think. I thought I thought the Mavs wanted the Jazz because they were going to completely obliterate them. And uh, and I would I probably would have picked the Mavs in, like, five games. But with, with Luca's status uncertain and unknown, like – I got to go with the team that's healthy. I got to go with the team that's been there before and has experience winning in the first round. And it, it, my hands are tied in that regard, in, in my opinion. What, what's what's your prediction? Yeah, if Luke is gone, I mean, Jazz Suns the next round could be the most boring second round series too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm bored. I'm bored with that round, that corner of the playoffs. I don't want yeah. to watch any of it. <laughs> Luca comes back, we'll talk, but yeah. So, so you got the, you got the jazz one. Is that, I'm yeah, trying to get I your prediction so. here. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm going to put jazz win question mark because you're just like, eh. you know, you know, what's crazy about this is like, this has to be one of the easiest paths to a conference finals. That yes. Like is, is <laughs> Like in the West specifically, right? Like in the East, yeah. there's some, there some years that LeBron had like very easy pass to the Eastern Conference Finals. But in the West here, like essentially the Clippers, PG's out for the game and then they they don't, so they're not going to play the Clippers in the first round. They get the Pelicans who they should win. <laughs> yeah, they should. If they get the Jazz, 
they're going to win that in five games. Yeah. Well, maybe four. Like maybe. I, I, I can see them sweeping the Jazz too, right? And then they, whoever they get in the in the conference finals, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, you know, maybe the Nuggets, who knows, right? Like it, that's going to be their first test I find. Bro. So, yeah, like you said, kind of boring, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully we're wrong, man. Hopefully, hopefully Luca comes back in game two and he's good to go. And I would love to – I was so looking forward to Luca finally not playing against the Clippers in the playoffs and, and having to go up against PG and Kawhi. And now, and now he's out for whatever the foreseeable future. So, yeah. I mean, it'd be fun to watch Luca versus Chris Paul. Yeah. I'd be interested in seeing what happens there in that series. Yeah. I also don't have a lot of faith in Jason Kidd at all. That, that just solidified it. Jason Kidd's still not good because he was playing Luca in game 82 in the second half. <laughs> yeah well, we were we knew that when jason king got hired we're like really nobody else out there fisdale now vogel there's some good yeah. coaches out there you want kid you want jason kid all right uh, we'll move on here to the uh well let me ask you one, one last thing on this series here uh a quick little thing if the jazz if the jazz somehow lose in the first round here you have to yeah. trade rudy gobert or donovan mitchell right i agree it's okay. over like it's finally Done. Yeah, but it's not Quinn Snyder's fault. I still think Quinn Snyder's overachieving with what he has. Mm. I actually really do. The factor of the five seed in the West is overachievement of what Quinn Snyder's been able to do for this city and this franchise. Uh, I have a great coach there. You don't like Quinn Snyder? Oh, no. Yeah, I like Quinn Snyder. I don't know if they overachieved getting the five seed. Uh, I mean, I, I think they should have been in a I think their team, regardless of what happens, their team is like a, they have a system in place and that system is really good in the regular season. And there's no excuse for them get, not getting home court, except for like actually, if Rudy's out the whole season or something like yeah, that, right? I actually think Rudy Gobert, had, like watching Gobert live two years ago against the Nuggets mm. and then watching him now where he's actually like a um, aware offensive player now. Mm. Like there's some games where Gobert's getting 20 and 20, mm. 22 and 20 or whatever, because he just dive into the rim, catch it and put it in. Yeah. Like he's he's been developed. And so the argument is like if Donovan Mitchell lays another eight because he hasn't done anything since the bubble, mm-hmm. that's who I'm trading. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oof. I know he's the better player. Oof. But he keeps he's got to step up, man. Like, he should be – if there's no Luka on this Mavs team, Utah should murder this team based on the Donovan Mitchell that we saw in the bubble. Wow. I don't I – don't, that's interesting. I don't know who I would trade if I – if I would listen to offers for both and then kind of go from there. I, I think for sure. you, you would do the same. But yeah. if, it, if it's like even offers, man, I don't know. That's a tough one. Would you what? trade Gobert for Davis? Anthony Davis? <laughs> you talking about Anthony Davis? Yeah. Well, no, he just doesn't stay on the court enough. Yeah. For me, for my liking. I agree. Uh, I was curious. And, yeah. No. 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 Like, I think I think I might trade Rudy. I think you would get better value. I don't know if you get better value for him, but I think it'd be easier to build around uh, Donovan Mitchell as is as opposed to building around Rudy. I think you can get a lot more cheaper assets to build around Rudy than you can to build around Donovan Mitchell. Well, we'll, we'll disagree. Well, Maybe. Gobert's got a max contract too, so that's going to be hard. 
thing to trade away. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would still try to trade Rudy. I, I think I would try to get a serviceable center in return, and then and then get some guys that can play around uh, around Donovan. I think that's the direction I would go in, but we'll see. They got they got to lose in the first round first, because if they make it to the second round somehow, they're going to be like, "Oh, we're we're a step away," you know, that dumb thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Next up, Warriors Nuggets. No, let's save that for last. Save that in for Memphis, last. Minnesota. Yeah. Sure. Grizzlies T Wolves. What you got? Uh, Grizz and six. Same. Same. Um. So you think what? You think the Timberwolves are going to give them a little bit of a fight? Um, no, not really, but I like, I like the idea that they're, they're playing together, they're hype, currently Towns will be away in the background, I think Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell can maybe steal them a game or two, mm-hmm. um, and then there'll be some animosity, some yelling at each other on the bench, Beverly trying to be peacekeeper, yeah. yelling at more people, and it's just, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, what's not explode, but implode, they're gonna implode. Mm-hmm. Very, very quickly in the series. I just like the idea of Minnesota maybe makes it one or two games. I mean, you got to think about Memphis, too, is really young, yep. really inexperienced, and they're going to lay an egg one game at least where they're just like, oh, it's over our head, you know, being playoff basketball and having these opportunity and being the two seed and having that pressure on yourself. Like, there's going to be games like that. But mm-hmm. what is this? Did you see that? I saw something. Memphis Grizzlies have – the second highest, um, second, they're the second best team on wins losses for the season, and the second lowest salary in the NBA. Really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, they got it's a lot of team. Yeah, they got a ton of guys who's still in the rookie deal, right? Like Stephen Adams and uh, uh, Jay Triple J, right? Jalen Jackson Jr. They like I think they they both Jaren have bigger. Jaren, thank yeah. you. Jaren Jackson Jr. They both have big uh, big contracts now, but yeah, like yeah, it makes sense. Desmond Bain, Kyle Anderson, Ja Moran, obviously Tyus Jones, and yeah, uh, yeah, um, Dylan Brooks I think makes some money, but yeah, that's that's interesting though. That's a good stat, but yeah, I mean, people forget, man. The Grizzlies won one game in the playoffs last year. They obviously won in the play in, and and that that win against the Warriors was really big, and it showed like. We're not scared, which is a, an important element to have. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can see them dropping a game or two to, to the Wolves. Uh, and the Wolves are kind of tough, man. Do you, in, in terms, in terms of, of the Wolves, who do you think their best player is? The Wolves are talented. I don't know if they're tough. That's a better word I, I would use, too, right? They're talented, yeah. offensively talented, and they have some guys that are focused on defense and Vanderbilt and Pat Beverly. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think talented is a good word, and sometimes that talent can come to fruition, and other times – it goes other way. I think Carl Anthony Towns is a year or two away from being on the Kings. Hmm. You just don't like see it. Just, it. You don't see I don't it see him. anyone wanting to keep him. I just think he's he's gonna be good stats, bad team guy his whole career. Um well, he's a bum. It I think it's super important for his career, right? To to get these playoff reps. He's been to yeah. the playoffs one time. They lost in five, I believe, with Jimmy Butler was there. Yeah. Um, he just needs to start winning like, like he did this year. Right. And, and you can only do it one step at a time. I really feel like if they take the Grizzlies in six games, this is a, a successful season for them. You know, yeah, I agree. Going from like bad to like, okay, we're good now. Or, you know, like good enough to take a really good team to six. Yeah. Um, but they can't, they can't show up and get swept. It's no. they have no. to show some grit, right? Anthony Edwards has to step up. Like in my opinion, I like Anthony Edwards more than Carl Anthony Towns. 
Well, he's he's the more valuable asset for sure. Yeah. You know, um, also just think he's just at to this point more of a gamer, which is crazy because he's in the he's in the second year. I think Carl Anthony Towns is like a seventh year, you know. And yeah. we but I, I, sometimes like experience and history uh are, are a good thing for a player, but I think in this situation, the experience and the history we have with Carl Anthony Towns has been a somewhat negative one. So we're just like he has to overcome that at some point. So like you said, talented is definitely a word I would use for them. Yeah. And I mean, it's the NBA, so most of the time the talented team wins, but yeah. this team is a time bomb waiting to blow up. <laughs> One bad loss, and the series is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if they if they go back to Minnesota and they're down 0-2 and then they're up 12 with seven sec seven minutes to go in the fourth, and they lose that game, like it, it's a wrap. It's over. <laughs> it's a wrap. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Last one here. Warriors, Warriors Nuggets. And you want you want to say this one for last. So what you got here? This one hurts because I think the winner of this series is going to the NBA Finals. Mm. I said the Warriors at the beginning of the year were yeah. going to go to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Curry supposedly back for game one. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure, but let's assume he is. Um and then Nuggets were like hoping for like a Porter Jr. sighting or a Jamal Murray sighting or one of them to show up. And it's just going to be Jokic and friends, yes. which is fine. Like this has been the best thing that could have happened for Aaron Gordon for his development. Um, it allowed Boogie's resurgence, which has been fun to watch him come and be back with his old coach that he had in Sacramento. You have Monte Morris, who's going to probably want a lot of money and Will Barton a lot of money in the next few years, which – probably won't get it from Denver because Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. come back. So like, there's a lot of fun storylines with these nuggets, but it's just, they needed these guys to come back two thirds into the season, get some reps, play together. And as much as it kills me, I'm going to say Warriors in seven. Seven. Yeah. to, To me, this is a series where if Steph Curry, even if Steph Curry doesn't play a game in this series, the Warriors should win the series. Um, they should. Now, <laughs> would they? Because Jokic is a great player, right? You have him as the best player in the NBA. I have him top three yeah. uh, for sure. So, like, they should have uh, – but I, in my opinion, the Warriors should, should sort of wrap this up. I have the Warriors winning in six games. Um, if Jokic wasn't so unguardable, like, I'd have him five or something like that, right? Like – I just look at the rest of that roster, you know, if I'm a coach, like we should be able to take advantage of some of these things offensively, defensively. Yeah. Um, we should be able to really take advantage of this team. And uh, if Kerr is, is really a top 15 coach of all time, like he was rated <laughs> earlier this season, then uh, we, they, the Warriors should be able to get there and, and pick up uh, four wins out, out of seven. It's, it's, it's pretty simple to me. I mean, it, it, it all depends on if Curry's not in playing in the series, hmm. then I think the Nuggets could do it. They could. Yeah. I, st- I still would not bet that if I were them, um, but uh, they, sh- they could. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the thing with Jokic is, is like, he actually gives you a real chance to win a series that you have no business winning. We saw that last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this year is going to be the same exact thing, right? Like, there's going to be three games where it's just a nail biter in this series. And it's just about who's going to execute, who's going to have better out of uh, timeout plays and um, you know, who's going to, who's going to make the, the correct defensive rotations and, 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 and just rotations period or what have you. Um, 
And, you know, Michael Malone's a good coach. Yeah, he he's, he, he's no slouch in that regard. And he's going to make things difficult for Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole or what have you. He's going to do his best. But at the end of the day, I just think it comes down to the players, man. Like, do I trust, again, those those three guys I named, Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, um, uh, uh, Gary Payton, the second. Like, do I trust that guard rotation? Moses Moody, do I trust that guard rotation over what the Nuggets are bringing to the table? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I like I like Monte Morris. I do too. But you know what I mean? Like I also, well, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I like Austin Rivers, but Austin Rivers is there, <laughs> you yeah. know. I you love know, Will so love Will Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like to me that their guard advantage should be so overwhelming in this series that that they win this this series and they don't have to go to a seventh game. You're probably right, but I don't. Jokic has an out of body experience. Mm-hmm. He's going to win him a bunch of games. He's going to win him a few games at least just by. Because there's nobody on the Warriors that can defend him. No, absolutely not. Draymond, so as great as he is, he's just he's the, the Jokic is a different breed. <laughs> yeah. So if he's getting double and triple teamed, and he's and Jokic is going to find the open guy. Yeah. I don't know if that open guy hitting jump shots is going to be better than Curry hitting contested jump shots, which is which is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. The, the, to me, this is the series is is like the series of of unstoppables. Uh, series of Steph versus Jokic offensively both guys unstoppable it they almost you know so two points here Jokic from like between five feet and ten feet like you can't really do much about it it's just about what you're going to give up and then Steph from three-point range it's like you either double team him or you just take your chances with him just killing you right Yeah, yeah um and to me like Steph and Jokic mirror each other so much they both neither one really looks like a dominant NBA player they obviously play different positions, but I think a lot of people were slow to, to come around on Steph. Like there's still people that don't call Steph a point guard. There's still people that's like, oh, he's only the greatest shooter of all time. Like well, Steph is knocking on the door of top 10 all time right he's now. Top, yeah. He wins one more championship. He's top 10 for me. Yeah. And even if he doesn't, like, I, I think there's a scenario where, you know, he can make a playoff run or two and not win a championship and still get the top 10. I think there's a scenario where he can still be the best point guard of all time. Right. However, you know, I think people were really slow to come around on him because, oh, he just doesn't look like he doesn't look like Michael Jordan. He doesn't look like LeBron James. He doesn't look like Kobe Bryant. He's not this big center like uh, like Hakeem Olajuwon or Shaq or he doesn't look like the most dominant player on the court. And I think Jokic is, is sort of susceptible to those same uh, misconceptions because like Jokic doesn't even look like a basketball player. Like he's seven feet, but like he doesn't look like a basketball player. He doesn't have that stereotypical like snarl or, or demeanor on the court that everybody seems to love or what have you, but like both guys are killers. Like both guys to me yes. have, a, have a chance to be top 15 players of all time. I, I agree. That's how great Jokic is. I think it's just a matter of him getting, uh, being, being healthy and then obviously getting some good playoff runs here. You know? I also think he needs a little help. Yeah. He's a teammate. <laughs> Like if you took Jokic off the Grizzlies, yeah. is this team better than OKC? Yo, you mean Jokic off the Nuggets? Sorry, yeah, Jokic off the Nuggets. Is this team better than OKC? No, they're a bottom five team. I think less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like he you're... has like Monty Morris and Will Barton are great, but they're great because Jokic makes them great. Of course. Of course. Aaron Gordon was on the worst team in the league. Like he needs some help. Yeah. And it's time to get that, you know, get some trades, get somebody. I mean, bad luck, Michael Porter Jr. goes out before the season starts, but yeah. he needs some help. So yeah. 
I think the Warriors are going all the way to the finals. Um, especially because I feel like Curry's going to use this series as a, and the next series as opportunities to get back into where he needs to be. Yeah. I, so I have, before we go, I'm sitting mm-hmm. in a fine establishment the other night with four other coaches from our club basketball. Yeah. And I made the comment that Draymond Green is a better basketball player than Clay Thompson and deserved to be in the top 75 over Clay Thompson. Okay. And both, all four of those guys lost their minds on me. And I'm like, this is so interesting that I'm not by myself on this. Mm-hmm. And their arguments were Clay could join any team and be effective because he's an offensive defensive threat. Yeah. He has a great jump shot. And then one guy kept yelling, he gets 37 points in one quarter. I'm like, okay, sure. That happened one time. That's one time. Yeah. Yeah. T- okay. Tony, Tony Delk won't score 50 points in a game. Yeah. It doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but go and on. then and then we talk about like Draymond. And then he said Draymond wouldn't be a starter on any other team in the NBA, which I found, wow. That's an interesting argument where I feel like Draymond makes his teammates better, moves without the ball. They're like, no one's covering. That's why he's able to make such great passes. Like he's, no one's covering. He's still able to make great passes. I don't know. Like what's your argument that Draymond deserves more recognition than Clay or is a better player? Like if you look at the skill set, and we did, and we fought about Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard. And I said, Damian Lillard's, a better player like well davis can block shots and rebound and do all these other things yeah but mm-hmm. daniel was a killer yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, my last question for steve this is <laughs> i'm beating you to it so it's it's so i i've watched these guys their whole career i've yeah. seen like 85 to 9 percent of the games yeah you're a Warriors fan I, I i think it's one of these things where it's like again what draymond does is unique and sort of sort it's difficult to quantify you know um because what he does is on the defensive end everybody understands shooting everybody understands like three-point percentages free throw percentages and yada yada right like i get that and that doesn't minimize how good clay is but draymond is the guy that takes the top off this team uh in, in a secondary way i guess but in another way besides curry right like they have such a unique situation. I wouldn't even want to make the argument like, oh, Draymond wouldn't start for any other team. He would. He would start for other teams in the league. Now, mm-hmm. he he might not be as impactful on half of the teams. And we saw how good Draymond was as the best player on the team when Steph was out uh, and broke his wrist and Clay was out. They went 15 yeah. and 50, right? Yeah. So could he be the best player on the team? No. no. <laughs> Draymond. But uh, his impact, he's he's one of the greatest defensive players of all time so i mean and and if you watch what he does defensively and we're going to see in the playoffs because he's going to be zoned in he's going to be locked in and i want him this is my personal wish for draymond is that he gets that fighting spirit that he used to have i need to see him get technicals because i think much like pat pat beverly he's a guy where he needs to be running in the red here yeah and and playing that way um and i think we're going to see it and his impact is like i said it's, it's hard to quantify but it's it's definitely there. And I, there's no way that I would trade Draymond Green from this team for damn near anybody in the league. And, and I, I think all the things that Draymond does contribute to the team. I mean, the other thing I was thinking about with Draymond and Curry were playing and Clay was out, this team mm-hmm. was number one, number two in the league. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And like fighting with Phoenix on a nightly basis of being the best team. When yeah. Curry's, when Draymond's out and Curry and Clay are together, Clay doesn't make Curry better. 
No, I see. I, I disagree with that. I, I think I definitely think Clay playing with one of the greatest shooters of all time. I'm talking. I'm sorry. When Steph gets to play with one of the top ten shooters of all time yeah. in the backcourt, yeah, that, that helps his game. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Which it does, but I don't think it helps as much as Draymond playing with Curry. Interesting, right? I think uh, Draymond allows gets Curry open. Uh, I would agree. I, I just think I think I think Curry gets Clay open. I think uh, Curry opportunity allows Curry with the ball or Curry doing things is more beneficial for Clay than what Draymond does for Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like a team as as great of a shooter as Clay Thompson is, or as, as Clay Thompson is, they rather give up a shot to him than Steph Curry, open three. So if yeah. it comes to like who we're going to rotate to, they're always going to rotate the stuff over Clay, right? Yeah. So so he's going to get those kind of shots. Um. Yeah. No. I, I. In my opinion, to answer your question, right? Draymond's a better overall player than Clay. I think if we if we did a ranking, like this top seventy five thing that they did uh, a few months ago, Draymond definitely should have been on it, right? I agree. In my opinion, um, Rasheed Wallace should have been on it. Dwight Howard should have been on it. Sure, Paul sure, Pierce sure. should not have. Davis should not have. Dave should not have. Robert <laughs> Parrish should not have. Okay, all right. But I think I think Draymond, those first couple of guys you named, I think he's better than those guys. Like, I, I think he's better than Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think he's better than um, than Rasheed Wallace. Like, mm. and Rasheed Wallace is a great player. I, I just think that what we've seen Draymond do at the height that he's done it. And well, I don't even want to make it like a pound for pound or, or grade him on a curve. I just think what we've seen him do in terms of his defensive versatility, he's been an anchor for a team also been the best defensive player also can guard in his career from one to five. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's so smart that he sees things like two steps ahead defensively. Yep. I agree. And, he, and he's over here. Like the thing about the Warriors that, that made them so great in, in 25, like before KD got there is that he orchestrated the defense so well that Steve Kerr could just step back and be like, you got it. Like you're not only the coach on the floor, you you you're better at this end of the floor than I am. Coach, sure, it's one hundred percent true. You know, so so um so yeah, I mean to to answer, uh, I'm I'm surprised people still are are not coming around here on Draymond because like Draymond, that's okay. <laughs> Listen, it takes it takes when you when you're when you're genius like I am, you know, you're gonna get people that are gonna disagree with you on a regular basis. It's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with it. No problems. There you go. <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're we're gonna move on here to the last big question. We're running a bit long here, so I'll I'll go with my backup last big question here, which is actually something I always ask people all the time because I'm interested in their answer. So if I said this on the podcast before, then we'll just say another one. All right. Um, what if you could see any artist alive, any musician alive in concert? Who would you want to go see right now? Who's number one on your list? Alive alive yeah yeah we're not bringing the the the, the deceased into this conversation <laughs> uh yeah think about this a lot of people out there a lot of genres i my my go-to answers in the past um adele has been a big one for me i i've always wanted to see adele in person never seen adele um i've seen a lot of concerts so i've seen most of the people that i want to see like my answer right now would probably i've never seen outcast in person mm. it would be awesome to see them outcast would be good yeah uh i'd like to see frank ocean he just doesn't do a lot of stuff um 
but I would love to see Frank Ocean in person or Tyler, the creator. Um, but those are kind of like my go-to answers for this. Do you have one yet? I do. Mm -hmm. I do. Now I've seen lots of concerts and love concerts, but I've seen everyone I needed to see. So that's why it's like, I need to see someone I've never seen or Kevin been able to see yet. And they are still alive, even though they have broken up as a band. Yeah. And that is Bloodhound Gang. I would fly to Germany because that's where the last concerts were. I would fly across the world to go see them for one concert. That's the last, the last thing band I need to see. Bloodhound Gang. What genre are they? They are the Discovery Channel song. Do you remember the Discovery Channel song from 20 years ago? No, I want you to sing a few bars. I don't think I can make this a PG podcast. <laughs> it's all <those> curse words. <laughs> yeah. So that would be the band. I'll, I'll tell you after we get off, but that's the band that I would need to see. So Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I'll stick with Frank Ocean for, for mine. I mean, I, I love Frank Ocean's music. He's only come out with two albums and some songs, but um, that would be fun for me i'll say that also you know you know who i'd love to see i don't know if i've never seen them before i would love to see mgmt who's yeah, uh <laughs> yeah i know who they are and i'm not I, i'm not a drug guy <laughs> so yeah yeah but i just like i really like their, their music uh for a long time what were you gonna say the, the outcast is a nice second pick for, for me i would love to see outcast together that's outcast a great pick outcast would be cool yeah yeah all right, yeah. that's it. That's the list. Outcast, Bloodhound Gang. Uh, should we Google this after? Anyway, you Bloodhound should. <laughs> Not our listeners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm. I don't get the joke here. That's <laughs> so, okay. You will. <laughs> all right, but that's all we got. That was our full playoff preview here, and we'll come back throughout the playoffs and uh, and share our thoughts on it. Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Thanks for joining us for another episode. That was fun. Uh, we are now on social media. You, on Instagram, we are at Crossover and Clapboards. Uh, Twitter, we're at Steve CCB Podcast. Uh, so definitely follow us, interact with us. We uh, we have a lot of fun sometimes on there. Thanks for coming out. Subscribe. Good night.